How long does it take for a radio show to start when you have two energy healers? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Jenny G. Perry, and welcome to Goddess and Gab. My guest, Elizabeth, that's also the name of my sister, and Elizabeth is one of my soul sisters, and we could talk chakras all day long. It's like we just spoke the same language from the get-go, so it was pretty fun. And um, we are going to talk about chakras, but I want to give her an opportunity to just talk for a few minutes about what she does, because I know it's a fancy name. So go ahead, Elizabeth. Welcome, sweetie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I, um, I work with a system called Chakrity, and that's the system I've been studying in a framework that I love because it, um, I can check in with energy, but I'm keeping my energy really clean. And I get very accurate information. And I'm sort of a natural skeptic. So that makes, I really like that. <laughs> I give a lot of validation every day when I'm checking people's energy and coming up with like the exact thing that's going on for them. And um, so that's what I do. I assess people's energy. I work with clearing energy blocks for them. And um, we do some coaching around what comes up. So that's sort of in a nutshell of what I do and the framework I work with. And do you want me to talk about what, chakra, what a chakra is? Yes, sure. For those who don't know. I mean, I think everyone sort of sees that like yoga lady with the seven rainbow colors going from, along her spine. Um, but chakras are energy systems that we all have in our body. There's seven main ones for going from root, which is at the base of our tailbone, all the way up to our crown. So we have sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. And um, chakras are um, spinning wheels of energy that connect our energetic body to our physical body. And they all represent an aspect in our life. And so when we are aware of these energy centers, we can sort of support ourselves by um, relating to what's happening in our life to how we feel in our body. Perfect explanation. And I think like now we see all these like chakra bracelets and everybody like it, it's, it's become definitely like a household term, I think, in, or at least in our world and anybody who d knows anything about yoga. And yes. we were going to have um, a little fun here. She was going to read my throat chakra um, yeah. and she uses a pendulum to, um, to do that. Yeah. So let's, let me grab my, my little pendulum and I'm attuned to work with this system just like um, people are tuned to work with Reiki. And um, it's a special system. And there's four presentations that show up. So contracted would be shut down. And we see that a lot in the throat chakra. There's usually, um, most people have throat chakra issues. And um, chaotic is sort of this wonky energy. It's indecisive. It doesn't know what to do. It might be overactive. Or we have open and expansive. So I'm going to connect in with your energy. I suspect it's going to be open, knowing you. Yes. Um, my presentation for your throat chakra. Yes, it is open. And um, I'm going to just ask for energy that would support you today for your throat. So choice, the energy of choice. And then we also work with um, the organ energy in the chakrati system gives you a little bit more of um, sort of what's going on for your throat. Okay. 
thyroid, lung, heart, spleen. Spleen comes up a lot. Spleen is the energy of decisive. So you have choice and decisive. So that's throat energy around having choices and making choices and embracing that and sort of, you know, connecting in with maybe your solar plexus, this is your gut intuition or your third eye, which is your inner knowing intuition and making and trusting your choices. Oh, I love that. I was always indecisive. I was always afraid to make the wrong choice. Now, you just totally made me think about something because yesterday I was having a great day despite the fact that I pulled this muscle in my chest and I was like, what the heck's going on here? It was like I was doing a lot of push-up and different things like that on Saturday. Yeah. I started on Sunday. And so like, yeah, I, literally I could push inside of my boob and it would like hurt. But it's also like in my... um shoulder blade. So it's definitely like this muscle thing. So I was like, is this heart or is this chakra? And Mm -hmm. then simultaneously I had a stomach ache. I think it's these protein shakes that I'm drinking. So I'm not Mm -hmm. having them today. And then, um, I was like coughing like crazy because my allergies and I'm like, do I have throat chakra, solar plexus (laughs) and sacral? Like what is going on here? So what's your insight to that? Um, well, I was, part of me is thinking, you know, sometimes we, sometimes it is just a physical manifestation. Sometimes you overdo it and you, you did too many pushups or the, the shake is not right for your stomach. I think you have strong intuition and I would follow that like first thing that comes to your mind. Um, but I can check your energy if you'd like. I'm just, it was just funny. And I'm like, you know, in up leveling and you know, when you start coming up with new programs, like I want you to tell them about your program too, because I think it's awesome. And I think that um, your program is about the throat chakra. And I think that's super important because I know a lot of women, they look up to me because they followed me on Facebook or my, you know, blogging or writing for the past, like almost six years now where, mm-hmm. I, you know, I dare to speak how I feel. And, and here I'm like, I don't even think I'm brave or rebellious in the least because I know so many people that are, you know, beyond me on their expression. Mm-hmm. And so I have this balance with my throat chakra on, I'm a mother of five. And while I will curse when it's peppered into something or for impact or whatever, like I, I'm mindful of the way I want to present myself as a mom, but it's like that it's a balance for me because if I didn't have children, I probably would um, still be like, Oh, but my parents and this and that, but I am light years from what I used to be. I mean, it, like universes. I would have never been able to write a book and have curse words in in the past because I would have thought like, everyone thinks I'm a bad mom. And you know the stories we spin in our mind. Yeah. A big throat chakra block is outside validation that we don't say what we want to say or we say things and we need that outside validation um, to support us or, or we shut down. And um, that's something that I've been working on healing. And because I, early on, I figured out what wasn't safe and what was safe that, you know, I was a little bit different. I was sensitive and, um, you know, I saw the reaction that, you know, either teachers had or adults had or my peers had. And so I put pieces of myself away and that's, you know, it affects more than throat, but that's a big throat chakra block. When we don't speak who we truly are, um, that's, you know, energetically, we constrict our throats. So we have a physical manifestation around that. And it affects all areas of our life. Oh, I totally agree. And, and that's interesting because what I'm getting, picking up is solar plexus stuff for you because I know for myself being sensitive, you and I have talked about this. This is one of the reasons why we really connected with each other is because we were those people that were intuitive and different 
when we were younger and you kind of learn like it's not okay or safe to be yourself. So your solar plexus just gets totally like beat down and you have no sense of really tru truly who you are. You only find a way on how you need to show up in order yeah. to be accepted. And yeah. then you have to unravel all of that and figure out like, yeah, who am I? Like it's, it sounds so existential, but it's the truth. It's like, who are yeah. you? Yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of women, when they, when they start to become mothers, they play this mom role about what the mom looks like. Like I always joke about the mom on the Disney channel, like the yeah. mom on the Disney channel has like one dimension. She's not complicated at all. And yeah. I just, I think that it's like, I love authentic people. I like people that are willing to like, you know, be real with me, let me into their hearts and not just like, how's the weather? You know, that just yeah. absolutely bores me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, solar plexus is a big one. And so, so solar plexus is, our, is a knowing and feeling chakra. It's an intuitive, like an instinctual gut knowing. And I think as moms, we have that. That's sort of like on hyperdrive with our kids. Um, but there's also components that, you know, like you were saying, you sort of this mom role and we can lose pieces of ourselves. We, you know, they, they just aren't coming out in our day-to-day -day life when we're taking care of little people. And um, and we don't do a lot of self-care. I see um, so many women who have shut down solar plexus that are doing zero self-care for themselves because they are not on the list. And they don't love themselves. So I see that disconnect yeah. here. I always say like women that I meet as entrepreneurs that are very successful but have relationship issues so they don't have the love that they want in their lives. Um, they, they just can't find even a partner. It's because they're so strong in their masculine solar plexus energy and then they're lacking in, in, the, um, in the heart chakra, in the being safe to receive love. They're just so used to being in that almost like an offensive energy space. Mm -hmm. And then you have the moms where they've lost their mojo. They do not think they're sexy. They don't feel good about themselves in any way, shape, or form. And they, um, their heart chakra, they're always giving love out, but they're not receiving love and they're not loving themselves. And so I see that very common with um with moms, and I know you wanted to um, touch upon that with, with what you see in the chakras with moms. And when you get to the throat chakra, can you talk a little bit about um, your program? And then I'll put a link somewhere for mm -hmm. them to look into it. Yeah, no. So before I, um, before we got on the call, I just sort of like wrote up a quick, you know, list of like chakras relating to the experience of motherhood. So looking at root, roots are foundation chakra. It is our family of origin, our, um, you know, connected to like our tribe and community. And as a parent, it's also about survival and sort of like as a parent getting through our day and keeping everyone alive and doing the best things for our kids. And um, it shows up as a, as a problem spot for most people. And, um, and it's different for, you know, the reasons are different. But this is an area we don't tend to ground our energy. We don't tend to um, focus our energy down because we're so busy, um, like thinking about things and <laughs> preoccupied. And, um, and with root chakra also, what I find is anybody who comes to me that has family issues, like from their past, I mean, that's just, it's kind of like you have to heal that stuff before you can do anything. Yeah. And as a parent, if you've got, you know, if you, you know, for me as a parent, I had mother issues. And so those came up for me when I became a mother, um, you know, big time is definitely something I've had to do a lot of work around. Um, so solar, or so, sorry, sacral, uh, the sacral chakra connected to relationships and emotions and um, pleasure. And I think the imbalance here is that 
I see a lot, a lot of moms, you know, sort of shutting down on their pleasure center, not having the mojo, not having the energy or the time to want to have sex, um, or even just feeling guilty about getting out and getting their nails done. You know, pleasure doesn't have to be all about the intimacy and sexual pleasure. Just, you know, reading a good book, we feel guilty about taking that time out for ourselves. So there's a big imbalance there. Mm-hmm. Um, solar plexus, we talked about that. Like it's our personal powerhouse. It is our get it done chakra. It's the fire in our belly. And it's also about our confidence and, um, and you know, being a confident mom or, you know, knowing that what you're doing is right. Um, and it can be out of balance because we don't do enough self-care. We're constantly doing for our family and not for ourselves. And heart, like you said, we are giving, you know, constantly in that giving mode and then not giving that love to ourselves, not receiving that love. I talk a lot about um, self-compassion and putting your hand on your heart and, you know, forgiving yourselves for those little things that we have done throughout the day that weren't perfect or up to our standards or, you know, we forgot the note in the lunchbox or we were 10 minutes late for school pickup, you know, just, you know, forgiving yourself. We're doing our best, right? Mm, Big time. I have learned such a huge difference in that from my first child to my fifth, where you just kind of have to do your best and you got to forgive yourself really quick. Cause if not, I see it manifest in a lot of illness and I just don't have the the life force to waste is the way I think of it. I mean, because what you're doing, it's not like anything is that bad that you're doing. It's just right. you're holding yourself to a perfectionist, you know, standard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then throat, we talked about sort of that withholding and um, not expressing ourselves. And sometimes I think as moms, we, we get this idea of like what a mom is supposed to look like and be like. And if some of our deepest, truest desires or you know, self-expression doesn't fit that. We don't bring them out. We put them in the dark, put them on a shelf for later. And, um, you know, it's third chakra is all about connecting and speaking to our truth. And, um, you know, there's also this, this, um, energy of control with throat chakra. And I think that not having control is really hard for moms because we're, we're doing so much and there's so many balls in the air. And when things sort of, feel out of control, that can be really hard for us. It's really hard for me. I don't know if it's hard for you. Mm, um, yeah. But I have a lot of throat chakra issues. <laughs> well, it's perfect. That's why you're teaching it, right? That's why I'm teaching it. So I would not have been able to do, get on a call like this or do the work I'm doing if I hadn't done a lot of healing work. And um, I've spent the last, you know, seven, eight years um, on this path of healing some really old stuff. And chakra program. And it's really a healing experience. So it is exploring unique blocks to you. I check in with your energy and then also support you in releasing these blocks and teaching you how to connect in with your energy in a different way. So um, I'm really excited about bringing this. I think it's going to be a great group of women. Um, And yeah, so then moving on to um, third eye and intuition. And you know, I think as moms, our intuition is really strong. We tend to really know when, when something's up with our kids, when they're coming down with a cold, when they're going to cut a tooth, you know, we pay so much attention to those cues. Um, but we can also sort of get stuck. The, the imbalanced third eye chakra is like stuck in like psychic noise, the mental chatter. And, um, 
and sort of um, that, sorry, the silence of call coming through, um, sort of silencing that, you know, and getting out of our heads so that we're not stuck in that, whatever loop it is, you know, we get triggered and we can get stuck on something. Oh, I, I think that's really interesting you said that because I've had anxiety where you think it's your intuition because it's saying certain things to you and your intuition is more of a whisper. It's not a shout. It's right. definitely more like a subtle thing. And so if you do have a lot of psychic noise going on, you're going to think, oh, is that my intuition? And it's like you have to learn how to decipher the two. Right. Right. Um, and then crown chakra, you know, um, crown chakra is sort of our connection to our higher self, our spirit, source, God, whatever you might like to call it. Um, and, you know, taking the time out to have that sort of spiritual connection, I think as moms, we can be really busy. And if we don't carve out time for it, we may not make that space. And it's sort of that like connection and spiritual food. It's also, you know, really, um, connected to our path and purpose in this life. And sometimes as moms, when we have such big shifts in our roles, maybe you were in a job and now you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a stay-at-home mom who really wants to work but feels like you can't do it. So there can be some the discord between sort of like what your path is now and some acceptance. Mm, that's a great point. Yes, it is. And because you do get a lot of judgment from other moms, whether or not you, it's verbally said to you, um, I just saw <clears throat> the sleep recommendations changed where they're saying that uh, children should be in the room for the first six months. And I'm always like such a hippie co- co-sleeper type of person, but right. that's what felt good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always respected what other moms did because while I breastfed until almost two, other moms hate it. And I'm like, okay, so I, I have a right to judge you because I'm sure I'm doing some shit wrong. You know what I mean? Like somewhere. And I just, I really, I think moms can, um, they, they judge other moms in, because they come from the place of judging themselves and being mm-hmm. afraid of something about themselves that they're unsure of. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that one of the things when I feel like I'm getting in a judgmental space on, or I feel like I'm getting triggered by somebody is, is like, ask myself some questions. Like, why are you uncomfortable by this? What is, um, what is it about this that makes you feel like you can't that you're you know that you're falling into this judging pattern um and usually it is something about that i don't like about myself Mm, i used to be so judgmental i cannot tell you i was so judgmental if somebody was too confident i was always like really thrown by that it Mm. would it would bother me or if like a mom was too nice i'd be like oh i'm not nice and she's so nice like i was just very much in my own judgment so much that i could very much judge other moms and would gossip with the other moms because that's just who I was when I was 26 years old. I mean, a lot of us you know, are not the most evolved beings in our 20s. Right. And it's a way of bonding. And it's like, you can find a way to bond and use your throat chakra to a better advantage than gossip. You know, talk about what lights you up. Talk about like things that you're really passionate about. I, those are the kind of friendships I love. Like when you yeah. get off call and you feel like lifted up, like you've been like, literally you got like an energy upgrade. Those are the yummy kind of conversations that I love to have. Um, yeah. And you I, know what? If you, I feel like if you are, sorry, can I just jump in? Um, cause I, you might, you might go off and I want to say this really quick. Um, when we fall into that energy of gossip, we are out of alignment. So if you, if you are, if you are having a conversation and you go into that energy of talking about somebody else, there is something in your system that is out of alignment and it is a really great cue to go inward and ask yourself some questions. 
That's a really great point. That is absolutely. And, um, and that's one of my favorite words is alignment. Like you can always check in with yourself and like, how, how aligned am I? Mm-hmm. Always no, you always know by the way that you feel. And when it comes to gossip, I think that there's like, like say if I need to process something and I call you up or you need to process something and you call me up. When yeah. we're explaining a situation, like you and I had talked about a situation a couple of weeks ago that had happened with you and we talked about it, but it wasn't like a place of, that you're being negative or gossipy, it's like a way to process. And I think that you, the people to call when you need to process something are the people that are actually going to be honest with you and not that are going to be like, oh yeah, you're right. She's such a bitch. Like, but the ones that are going to really help you look and hold that space for you to get the clarity. And so really, if you find yourself calling 10 different people to tell about it, you're not processing it. You're now just generating more negative energy around it. Right. And that's like, that's third chakra seeking outside validation. If you have to call 10 different people to talk about it and get their reaction, you're looking for outside validation and you're not going within. Uh, totally. And so you were going to check my, my solar plexus when I talked about. Yeah. The- okay. So um, hold on a second. Connect in. So presentation for solar plexus. So solar plexus is chaotic. So um so there, you know, there is something going on there. Um, sometimes this is in real time too. Mm-hmm. So when you're on and you're, you're doing a radio show, I mean, we could also be um, connecting in with that energy. Um, but when solar plexus is chaotic, it could be um, looking at like your self-care and also just where are you at? Are you feeling really confident, really good? Are you doing too much? Um, and you know, maybe you, maybe you overdid it with your, your exercise and you need a little bit of like time to go get a massage and, you know, do some self-care that way. Yeah. I have like, I, I just walked today, but nothing hardcore, but I'll have to look at that. I'm like, and look, she's telling my secrets on air. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) because I find that when I balance people's chakras, like they can get out of alignment in 20 minutes because it's all about where you are in that moment. And I actually am feeling really good about myself, but I do have a really busy schedule. That is something I definitely have. And one of the things that I've been, I bought a book and I'm like, I want to schedule in time tonight, even if it's a 10 o'clock tonight, to read like 10 pages of it because I've not been getting in the things that I really enjoy because I definitely get my exercise in and I get all my work stuff in and I get in all the stuff with the kids and try to manage a household. But it's a lot. It's absolutely a lot. So I, I take that as read that damn book for 10 minutes tonight. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. do that. Yeah. That's part of my um, self-care, like something I do for myself. I've always read books. I love novels. And so even if it's just three to five pages every night before I go to bed, it's sort of like what also helps me fall asleep. If I don't read, it takes me longer to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, it has to be a novel. So I always have a novel going. It's my like self-care escape from, you know, my reality and live in someone else's for a while. I love that. I, the thing is, is though, is that at least you can like take little bites of a book. I'm like, if I am reading a novel, I am like, kids have cereal. Like, oh, I don't need to get milk at the store. Like I'm in that mode so much that I'm just like, I devour a novel. I don't want to put it down. I like put everything I don't have to do out of my mind so I can finish the novel. And, um, and then I'm like, always oh, so sad when it ends because I'm like, I don't want to leave them. Like I'm going to miss <laughs> That's how I read a novel, which is ridiculous. But I do know, I do know it depends on how much I'm into it. Because like the like the Twilight novels, when I got into them, I was reading them like I was a teenage girl again. Uh, so it depends. There have been other books where I 
would put down and pick back up again because they weren't like it wasn't um, it wasn't drawing me in where I had to find out what it was. So what kind of books do you like? Right now I'm reading Kate Morton, I think The Secret Keeper. Um, I love a hor like historical fiction. Um, I love a good book that's got like historical, it's in another time frame, and then maybe there's some sex and intrigue and palace drama. <laughs> I love uh, but I also love books that have any element of magic in them. So, um, you know, if there's a magic in this like storyline, I am totally will buy that book. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I can only read about like, I love sex and romance novels and, and books that are interesting. Like you're saying, I can't do any negative. I'm very much like, this is one of these things where I can't drive home the point enough to, you know, our moms that are listening and whoever else is listening is that like really be mindful of what you're putting in your mind every day. Like, what are you reading? What yep. are you watching? What are you listening to? Because you have so much control. Like people think that they're so in survival mode, like you said with Root Chakra, that like the election and everything outside of themselves, they just think everything is so conditional. Like your life is all about circumstances. And it's like, no, you actually, no one's forcing you to read anything that you're reading about on Facebook. You know what I mean? Unless, it, unless you're Mark Zuckerberger. Like nobody's forcing you to listen to the news or, you know, to music that doesn't make you feel good and have conversations that are negative. Like you have so much choice. And yeah. so for me, like when it comes to a book, like I will not read any books where like it's, it's this tearjerker about like a kid dying or something, you know, like books that I used to read in my twenties. I'm like, I don't want to waste any minutes feeling sad that I don't actually have to because yeah. that's just not one of those things that I want to really experience, <laughs> you know, and same with movies. I don't like those cheerjerker movies anymore. I'm like, no, that's okay. Like my go-to like Steel Magnolias, I can still watch that, but are you, are you as much of a vibe snob as I am? Yeah, I have gotten more so. In fact, I went to the library to get a book a couple, a month or so ago, and I was like, I cannot do thrillers anymore. I just can't. I can't do the suspense. It's like not good for my system. I don't want to do dark. I don't want to do murder. Um, and I also am like, we don't watch the news in my house. Um, my husband like goes online. I mean, I'll, I'll go online, but we don't watch the news. We live in Chicago. Every time we turn on the news, someone's been shot. And, um, you know, and I feel that in my solar plexus. So that's a really good thing is like to give our listeners is like you go on your day and like go and look at something negative and see how does that, how does that feel in your body? Where do you feel it in your body? For me, it's usually my solar plexus or maybe my heart. Like I'll feel caved in. I'll feel like, mm -hmm. or I feel like I'm bracing myself and all of a sudden my body's tense. Watching the debate, my body just was tense and I was nauseous. <laughs> like, I couldn't I, even. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I had to turn it off. So yeah, I think, you know, and then it's, it's, this is a really great way to support yourself in your daily life. You can control your Facebook feed, right? You can control any of the negative people. You can unfollow them. You can tell Facebook what kind of ads you want to see. You know, you can sort of create your own reality of like, I want to see like, you know, happy, positive messages. I'm going to choose, you know, books that make me happy or read the magazines that, you know, provide some soul food as opposed to, you know, diet tips. Exactly. Yeah. Oprah yeah, like Oprah magazine. And that's, yeah. that's so funny you said that about Facebook because <laughs> I literally have hidden this one picture that's like this Halloween inspired picture that's gory. It's like, you know, blood in a bathroom. And it says, like, caption this with your last text. And every time it scrolls through my newsfeed, I feel like a vampire stop, like, like, you know, you used to have a vampire on the chest. Like, 
I feel this visceral reaction to seeing it where I keep hiding it. I'm like people, it's like, it's <laughs> when, you're an em, when you're an empath, seeing things and hearing about things, I might as well be there watching in real life. I cannot, and my kids will make fun of me, but it's just who I am. It is just yes. who I am. If I read about something that's even a fictional thing, I can tap into that energy so quick. So yeah, I mean, I call it a vibe snob. And I really do think that it's so important. And if you think about it, um, if you have a reaction in your body, just think about what that does to your cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- I think what, what we are basically talking about is being an empath. And for those that don't know what empath means, <clears throat> is, is that you're taking on other people's energy and stuff and bringing it into your own system. And then you're feeling that reaction. And that's a solar plexus thing. Solar plexus, we can feel into our environment. We bring it back into our system to figure it out. And um, we can take on other people's stuff. So just um, sort of having, you know, if that's, if you feel like, and as a mom with kids, we can take on our kids stuff all the time. You know, they get hurt, they get upset, there's trauma at school. We can get so wrapped up in their stuff and, um, and really bring it into our systems and an imbalance. So I think that was, that was a really great point. And, and you know, the, actually Huffington Post has even called it highly sensitive people, which makes it seem even, I don't know, less woo-woo for people. What, uh, what I see of it as a gift is that empaths, they are so intuitive that immediately when they start to talk to a client, they can automatically get this, they can read this person's energy. They can intuitively get these hits. So it's a gift. And for some people, they think of it as a curse. I do not choose to think that because it, by way of law of attraction, if I think being an empath is a curse, then it is a curse and it's not. What I've had to teach people that are empaths that we're taking on energy from all around the world and for trying to, you're literally trying to facilitate and, and manage someone else's pain by doing it. You're, you're literally trying to filter it through your being, taking on some of the world's pain. And don't do that because you literally... You are doing nothing for children in Africa if you're dropping into this vibe of desperation. And instead, what I've learned is to become more compassionate, which means that you are you you do what you can from that place and you send them love, but you stay in your own energy. Super important. Yeah. Super important. If not, you'll get depressed actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely over time, it, it really affects your system. And it's just, this is great awareness. You know, I think we're giving, we're giving everybody a lot to probably digest. Um, but no, seriously, but we all, could go on and on. But thank you so much for being on. Did you have a final thought? Um, well, I just, you know what, I, I, I have a Facebook group connecting into your chakras, and I teach energy awareness every day. And I think one of the best things that you can do for yourself is just connecting in and asking yourself some questions and seeing like how, how you can support yourself in the now and just creating that, those daily awarenesses, you can create, you know, just a better life experience for yourself and more alignments. And when, when there's alignment, there's energy flow. And when there's energy flow, good things happen. Yay. I love that. Let's end on that one. That's great. So go to her Facebook, Connecting with the Chakras and to her Facebook group. And then my Facebook group for women is called Self-Love and Sass. And I just want every woman to see themselves as the beautiful woman that I see them as. So thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm going to put your information in so that they can all hop into your um, new program. All right. I love you, sweetie. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.